Hey everybody, it's your buddy Jack. Glad to uh, um, be joining you today because that's how I feel. Like I'm joining you invited me into your ears, right? And so I feel like I'm joining you. And I thank you. I thank you if if that makes any sense, right? Uh, I appreciate that so much. Um, the last podcast we talked about um, different takes, different angles, right, on communication. Brian, because of all the things I've talked about pretty much since day one, um, none of it can work if we don't have communication skills or good communication skills, right? So in the last podcast, I talked about some things that can make it or break it, right? And sometimes it's um, nonverbals, you know, eye rolls, gestures, body, you know, what you do with your arms crossed, that kind of thing eye rolls, for sure, those kinds of things can create some static, right? So I'm going to continue sort of on that topic um, because this time I'm going to be talking more about communication roadblocks, right? And of course, some of it is going to resemble our last conversation. It's hard to talk about different takes um, on communication. one particular topic without some overlay, right? Sometimes it tends to overlap, so I do apologize for that, but it also gives you a chance to maybe, right, maybe hear something you missed from the last podcast. So let's get rolling, but first, do me a favor, hit that support button. I really, really appreciate you guys that do support this podcast. It really means a lot. Um, I absolutely count it all a blessing. Whatever you feel led, to contribute to this podcast, I am greatly, greatly appreciative of, and it definitely does um, help me keep this stuff up to speed, right? It is a good thing. It is a good thing, and a few of you out there share it. I'm grateful. I'm grateful, and uh, so let's get rolling. Also, don't forget to hit that message button, right? Hit the support button, then hit the message, well, support button, podcast, message button, (laughs) Maybe in that order. <laughs> but if you hit that message button, um, you can engage in a conversation with me or maybe just ask a question, right, or my take on something. Or maybe share your take on something I shared. I'm game for that too, right? I say it probably all the time. I don't profess to be any sort of know-it-all, profess, profess to be some sort of spiritual guru of any sort. Um, I just go based on um, knowledge I have and experiences I have and I'm hoping that it helps you, right? I'm hoping that it helps you. And so let's get rolling. Communication roadblocks, right? Uh, It can be an issue. But sometimes one of them could be is we assume people know what we're talking about, right? We assume people know what we're talking about. I'm going to give you a list of a few, and then I'm going to go through and break those down a little bit more. Um, We assume uh, people know what we're talking about. But we always know they don't always, right? So sometimes you got to be patient with people. They don't always know what you're talking about, right? Look for signs that your message was not understood. Sometimes you can see that in a facial expression, right? They're not quite getting what you're putting down, not picking up what you're putting down, right? So look for um, some of their nonverbals. Right? Maybe the message isn't, they're not quite getting uh, what you're saying, don't understand, or was taken the wrong way. Right? Sometimes that can start unnecessary 
arguments, right? If they took it the wrong way. That's why I hate text messaging, right? I think it's a very bold assumption to <coughs> read a text message in a way that you think it should have sounded in live verbiage and live communication, right? I've heard people read text messages with a whole lot of attitude, and I'm like, how do you know that that's what was happening on the other end? You don't know. You don't know that, right? I mean, I guess in some cases uh, you might be able to pinpoint that maybe. I don't know. I just find it very strange that people like to add their own spin, sound, and tone on a text message that they're reading, right? But it happens. Uh, and if that's the case, try again, right? If you're misunderstood, try again to get your point across because not everybody knows exactly what you're talking about. Another one, we assume people know what we're feeling, right? People do that too. You do tend to assume, hopefully you're not one of those people. I don't, I try not to assume um, that people know um, what I'm feeling, right? Because they don't usually. So don't count on it, right? Don't count on it. Don't assume they do know how you're feeling. Definitely use I statements to send a clear, honest message about what you're feeling, right? It's uh, pretty easy, and it's, a, it's, it's less intrusive and doesn't sound so aggressive and blaming, I guess, right? It's easy to say, you know, I think that the things that you're saying and in the way I'm receiving it, I wouldn't always talk about someone's tone or their delivery because then you're blaming. But you see, the way that I'm receiving it um, is that you're not happy or you feel like I've done something wrong, maybe, right? I statements. I feel like you think I've done something wrong because um, it, it, it does. It does help take some of that edge off of that conversation in hopes that you don't start an argument, right? Especially if it's not necessary. If it's a situation where an argument is not even warranted, you dang sure don't want to start one by simply delivering a, um, a statement that is unclear, argumentative, right? Or may be received as argumentative, right? And another one is we don't listen very well. We, we do that. We tend to not listen very well. Right? I don't know why. I guess it may be just the real fast hustle and bustle of today's society. It's You kind of have fly-by conversations, right? Even with your kids, in and out the front door, in and out the bathroom, down the hallways, in and out of the bedrooms. They're fly-by conversations. And you can't get any real thought out or emotions out when you're having those real short, quick, again, fly-by conversations. It makes it very difficult, right? It makes it very difficult. That's when assumptions are made, right? And then that's how also things help get forgotten. If it's a real quick, hey, don't forget to get the trash out. I'm out of here. See you later. And then you come home and your kids haven't taken the trash out it's because... They were in the middle of school thoughts, probably, right? In the middle of anticipating what their day's going to look like, 
right? And especially if you have a kid that um, doesn't have a very good school life. Maybe they're somewhat depressed. Maybe they sometimes feel bullied, overlooked, right? Don't really have much of uh, a, a group of friends. And you send those fly-by messages and they're preoccupied by what their day looks like, which can happen with your, your spouse too. You're in a relationship too, right? <clears throat> Early in the morning, you're trying to get ready for work. You're running past each other. On your way out the door, you send some sort of a reminder. Um, they're preoccupied with, one, getting the kids ready. If you have kids, one, getting themselves ready or, or you know, preparing mentally for their day. Uh, and that's how things get forgotten. Right? So we don't listen very well. Another one, we overreact sometimes to what other people say. Mm. That happens a lot. I was just talking about the text messages. I don't know how many times arguments have started over text messages. And then people have come together and they go, that's not at all what I was trying to say. Right? Meanwhile, it sparked a 35, 40, 45 minute text-mex, text-mex, text message argument, right? And so if you're arguing through text messages for 45 minutes and you get home, you're probably angry based on what you think or what your feelings are thinking, (laughs) if feelings can think, what they're thinking, they're reading, right? Because you still refuse to make the phone call. You'll still text. Instead of trying to get it clarified, you'll still text. Right? It happens. It happens. We can tend to overreact sometimes to what other people say, especially if we tend to disagree. Somebody sends a text message, and it's not something you agree with. You'll send one back, and if it's not received well, guess what? Plus, text messaging back is, is that really, it's not, is that listening? I don't think that would, that would technically be listening, right? So listening doesn't mean agreeing. So even if you are in an actual phone call, right, you can still disagree on things. But usually you have a heads up on what the tone is, what the motivation is, and that sort of thing, based on live conversation. And you can maybe handle it differently. But then we still do. It's very possible that we still can overreact to some situations. So you got to stay calm, try to listen and respond using those I statements I talked about. I know those I statements are kind of cliche. Probably every therapist and the counselor, every counselor in the, on the planet uses this style or technique of communicating I statements. You'll hear them all and social workers too. I statement, I statement, I statement. Um, but it does work. It does work. I use them because it works, right? If somebody says something that I completely disagree with, right? Usually what I will respond with, you know, that's a pretty good take on that. I never thought about it. But how I perceive it is, or my take on it is, right? And then I'll share whatever my take on the situation might be. But first, what I did was affirm what they were saying, didn't discount it, right? It even took a second to describe that it was a pretty good take on the situation, right? Whether I really think that or not. 
affirmation is everything. And then I turn to I statements, right? Saying my, this is what I, this is my take on that situation. It works. Another point is we're not always clear about saying no. Right? Fence setting creates confusion. If it's a no, please be clear on the no. Right? Because <coughs> then it only creates more argument and resentment later. Um, people always ask, hey, do you want to go here or there? And um, You kind of give this very flippant attitude and response. Yeah, I guess that would be okay. When really you're thinking, no, I don't. Right? Write this down. No is a complete sentence. Right? No is a complete sentence. You don't necessarily have to justify why your response would be no. Right? Let me get a drink here. Mm. No is a complete sentence. Ask for time to think when you need it. If it's something you do need to ponder on, think about, then say that. Avoid saying yes when you think you might say no or when you really feel like you want to say no. Right? So there's a few points. There's a few points. Assuming um, they know what we're talking about. Um, assuming people know how we feel. Not listening very well. Overreacting sometimes to what's said. And not always clear on saying no. <coughs> so here we go. Let's dive into those a little bit. We assume people know what we're talking about. Our thoughts and ideas are usually very clear to us. As a result, we sometimes don't explain things well, or we use words or slang that others may not understand. We've all um, had experiences where we are talking about one thing, and the person we are talking with thinks we're talking about something else. That happens quite often, um, especially to me. My wife's really good. She's like a ninja when it comes to changing topics in the middle. Well, to me, it's in the middle. We can be talking about one thing, and it reminds her of something else, and she'll go down that rabbit hole, right? But somehow she manages in her head, like this says, manages in her head to make complete sense of it, right? And then I, I'm sure I get that look on my face like I described earlier, um, where I'm just not quite all there and maybe look a little confused. <laughs> and so then we have to kind of backtrack, and she has to kind of reiterate what she was trying to explain um, or tell me. But it happens to a lot of people, right? I think it does. Maybe so. This kind of thing contributes to communication problems because it leads to misunderstanding. It can also result in feelings of anger or frustration or both. Right? When people feel angry, frustrated, or misunderstood, communication often breaks down. 
What can we do to help overcome this type of roadblock? Think about that for a second. <clears throat> if you find yourself having those kinds of conversations where the other person or even you seem to get derailed, right, from topic to topic, then maybe that should be the topic. What can we do to help communication or overcome this type of roadblock, right? How can we help make sure people understand what we're saying? Ponder that a minute. What is it that you feel like you can do in your relationship that can get to uh, you guys um, or figure out a way to help make you uh, help each other understand what the other is saying, right? What do we do? Because it's really difficult to watch people argue over, I don't know, I can't, I can't measure it because to them it's important, right? Uh, just because it may not be important to me or something that I would classify as something that's uh, argue-worthy, right? Doesn't mean that it's not to them. Perception is everything. And if someone feels like y'all aren't communicating well, then they're missing something. Right? They're missing something. And how that turns into, you don't ever listen to me. I don't know. All it was is I didn't get everything you were saying. Right? Sometimes people don't get everything you're saying. What's really funny is when people are talking with their back to you. And they talk in a little bit normal tone. You know, some people talk softer than others, but in what you would consider maybe a normal tone with your backs to you so you don't get it, right? You're like, what'd you say? Well, that can get you in an argument. Depending on how you say, what'd you say, right? Sometimes I'll use, um, what was that again? Or, hey, honey, I missed that, sorry. Right? Because what did you say? Can come across a little aggressive, right? People don't always know what you're talking about. Do your best to make it clear to avoid any assumptions. Accept that people won't always understand what you're saying. Be patient and try not to get angry. Look for signs that your message was not understood and or was taken in the wrong way, <coughs> right? That's the big one. I think that probably starts more arguments than any. When things are misconstrued and taken in the wrong way, right? And before clarifying, we fire back. All because something was misunderstood and we weren't clear on what, somebody, what the thing was that somebody was talking about, right? And then here we are in an argument. Be ready to clarify or repeat what you said in a different way, maybe even a different tone, right? If that's, if someone has tone issues, some people do, right? And that's okay. You're going to find that some people are a little more sensitive than others in that arena, in that area of tone. They don't like to be talked to a certain way. 
you know, some people I feel like might be a little hypersensitive to that. I don't know. Um, what's your take on that? Right. You know, the people you talk to the most. So with that said, you figure out who the sensitive tone people are, right? And who seems to misconstrue most of the time what it is that you're trying to convey in any given topic or uh, conversation, right? That happens. So again, people don't always know what you're talking about, right? So here we go with the next one. It is, uh, let's see, we assume people know what our feelings are, right? So we assume people know what we're feeling. Boy, that is not always true at all. Or what's even worse is the fact that we think that they should, right? Sometimes we assume that people know what we're feeling and or sometimes feel that they should. Mm, that's not always good. I don't understand, right, why people would feel like someone would need to know how they feel, right? Not everybody should know, and most people won't assume they know, right? It's normal to want understanding and sympathy from others, but it's not helpful to assume that other people should know what you are feeling, right? We sometimes hear people say stuff like, she should have or he should have known I was upset. My question to you is, why should they have known that? Now, if you've been arguing for 10 minutes, 20 minutes prior to that, maybe so. But typically, no. Why would anybody really assume that you're upset? Or they might say, if he really cared, he would, uh, he would have known um, I was feeling down. No? That wouldn't measure at all how much someone cares about you. Right? That way, if that were the case, a lot of people better start doubting their significant other people right now, right? It's crazy. If he really cared, he would have known I was feeling down. Ah, That's a lot of pressure to put on somebody, right? Truth is, no one is a mind reader. It's our responsibility to tell others what we are feeling. When we assume others know what we're feeling, communication may break down. Mm. Once again, the door is open for miscommunication and anger. Because as soon as you assume that someone should know how you're feeling, but their words and actions aren't conveying that to you, right? Your mind's telling you, they know I don't feel good. They know I'm depressed. They know I'm down. But the way they're arguing with me doesn't suggest that. That means they must not care. So you can turn, you can add, you know, dirt. You can make a mountain out of a molehill. You just keep adding dirt. 
right? And that's how being misunderstood happens. You really truly believe that someone knows how you feel, but their words and actions don't convey that same message, right? Then it's safe to assume that they don't care? No. Not a good position to put somebody in. It's unfair to them, right? Also, we may experience hurt feelings because the other person didn't respond the way we wanted them to. There's another one, right? Right when you thought you were going to receive, I don't know, big balloons, a Hallmark card, and a wet sloppy kiss, I guess. I don't know. But because you didn't get that, creates anger for you, right? You really have to pay attention to people, right? When you're talking to them, we always talk about when you're talking, you need to be careful about body posture, arms, eye contact, all those kinds of things. But really, it holds true the other way. If you're talking to someone, you need to watch for those cues as well, right? And it just goes back and forth because you can read people if you're good at reading people. And you don't make the mistake of misconstruing what their body language is saying or their facial expression is saying, right? Maybe it's not saying they don't care. It might be saying, I don't understand, right? So you can't always assume people know what you're feeling. How can we overcome this communication barrier? It's a good question. Think about that for you and your partner or your friends and family. How can we overcome this communication barrier? What can we do to express our feelings more clearly? Ponder that. What can you do to express your feelings more clearly? Right? Sure. If you take an, an assertive communication style, that's good. Right? But you still got to ensure that you're clear about how you're feeling. Even people who love you with all their hearts may not always know what you're feeling. Use I statements to send a clear message about what you feel and what you need. I statements. There it is again, right? It's pretty easy. Instead of screaming and hollering about how you don't consider my feelings... Well, how can someone consider them if they don't know what they are? Right? So you may want to try something like, I feel as though you don't understand how I'm feeling. Right? I feel as though you don't understand how I'm feeling. Or I perceive that you don't understand how I'm feeling, however you want to, you know, make that I statement, it's completely up to you. But those are a couple of questions to ponder because even people who love you with all their hearts, again, may not always know what you're feeling, right? It just holds true. And it doesn't mean that they don't care. Just because they can't read your feelings all the time doesn't mean they don't care. That's not always true, especially, boy, this is a whole other topic. 
especially if you're really good at masking what you truly feel most of the time, right? Then all you're doing is creating some confusion between when you feel bad and when you don't. So be cautious of that too, right? One of the other points was we don't listen very well. Man, listening is hard work. Sometimes we don't listen well because we get distracted by things like the television, the radio, a baby crying, which, you know, baby crying is okay for sure. But we do tend to still nowadays get um, distracted by social media, cell phones, computers, that kind of thing. Right? It's not good. You can walk in any restaurant and see probably half the people that are in there really not talking to each other. They're on phones. Right? They're on phones. So, sure. In today's age, we're probably pretty easily distracted, more so than even just 10 or 15 years ago. Sometimes we get distracted by our own thoughts. Right? If something is really, really, truly weighing heavy on you, and has you completely distracted because you're worried, concerned, stressed. It's very difficult to tune people in, right? It's really hard to get past that noise in your head and really attentively, attentively listen to what your partner or anybody else is saying. But let me say this to you. If something is weighing that heavy on you, that you're completely distracted by it, right? It may be something you should probably share. Maybe you should consider talking that over with your spouse or significant other, right? If it's that bad for you, again, perception's everything. When my wife is worried about stuff and stressed about stuff or feeling a certain way, whether or not it's something that I could tend to blow off, doesn't mean that she can't. So I don't pretend to think that she might need to just blow it off. It's important to her, especially in the moment. So if it's important to her in the moment, guess what? It's important to me. Right? And if everybody thought that way, because things can change, sure. In an hour, he or she can go back. You know, I was worried about that for a minute, but I'm not going to really worry about it anymore. Not something I can change. After people think about things, sometimes then they get to a point where they can either blow it off, right, or consider some other way around settling or resolving whatever stressor it is. But in the moment, it's important, right? In the moment, it's important. So, again, if we don't listen well, we seldom truly understand what the other person has said. That can be a roadblock, right? So it is. Listening is hard work. Sometimes we don't listen well because we get distracted by all these things I talked about, even your own thoughts. That can happen. We begin to plan what we're going to say next while the other person is still talking, right? I think that's just rude. Even if you don't have any major stressors going on in your life that keep you distracted, sometimes you have a point you want to get across that in the moment seems to be more important than the other person's. And you're like, as soon as you finish saying this, I'm going to share this with you. And you're already planning what you're going to say 
before the other person finishes talking or finishes a thought, it's not good. That does tell people that you're not really attentive to what is going on or, or to the conversation. And sometimes we happen to cut people off, right? We tend to interrupt them or don't let them finish their thoughts because you're ready to get your thought out. Come on. That tells people you're not listening. That's a big red flag for someone that reveals to them that you're not listening. Again, not listening is perhaps the biggest communication blocker of all. If we don't listen well, we seldom truly understand what the other person has said. This leads to misunderstanding and confusion. The speaker may begin to feel insulted, frustrated, and probably get angry. No one likes to be cut off in mid-sentence, right? It's rude. Good communication depends on good listening, right? So this thought, this point has a couple of questions as well. How can we overcome this communication barrier of not listening very well? And what are some of the ways we communicate to others that we are listening to them? Right? Everybody feels like they need to or want to or have a desire to be heard when communicating big topics or not big topics or small stressors or big stressors, whatever it is. Right? But. How do you convey to them that you're truly listening, right? Your issues, your topic, your story, your feelings are not any more or less important than theirs. You desire to be heard. You want to be listened to, right? And probably do get angry and frustrated when people don't, especially your significant other. When they don't listen to you, how do they know that you're listening to them? Right? I don't usually give homework on these, but that's your homework. How do you know that your spouse knows or your significant other knows that you are truly listening to them? Ask them. Ask them. Right? Do you feel like I listen to you when we're talking about important topics? Do you feel like I'm hearing you? Mm. Right? The best way to improve your listening habits is to practice. Concentrate on what the other person is saying instead of your own thoughts and ideas. Catch yourself before you interrupt. Right? If you're not willing to listen, right, use I statements to say so, right? If you don't let them waste their breath, you can say something like, I'm not able to concentrate on what you're saying right now because I'm watching this football game. Let's talk later. Right? You probably thought I was going to say something serious. (laughs) Uh, But you know what? That would actually sometimes be my wife. 
She's a big, big, big football fan. Loves her Cowboys. And if I'm not careful, I, 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 I don't dare interrupt the game while she's watching. Right? Does that make sense? <laughs> That's too funny. Too funny. The other point was, we sometimes overreact to what other people say. When we don't care for other person's thoughts, ideas, or opinions, we sometimes respond with anger or sarcasm, right? I know people try to be funny with sarcasm, but that really does say I really don't care about what you're talking about, right? Especially if it's in the middle of a conversation of something seemingly important to that person. Again, I say perception is everything to each individual. And if your partner is perceiving this topic is important and you want to come back with some sarcasm that tells them that you're not ready to listen, nor do you want to. That's how it looks. You're overreacting to what they're trying to say. We may also stop listening and start debating. Mm, don't get caught in that trap. Right? We stop listening and start debating, trying to prove our point of view it is our point of view is right. Don't be a right fighter. We've talked about that in other podcasts, right? When someone comes to you with a concern, a stressor, an idea, or something about their feelings about things, and you want to disregard it and start a debate, right? That just says, I don't care. I don't care. And that's not a good way to communicate with the person that you are involved in, right? We may assume it's all right to cut someone off in mid-sentence if we don't agree with them, but does just because you agree with them doesn't make it okay to interrupt people, right? In this case, communication breaks down because we stopped listening. This can be very dangerous or damaging, especially in a relationship with people who's supposed to care about each other. If we constantly overact to ideas or opinions that are different from ours, we may wake up one day and find that no one wants to talk to us or talk to you about anything except the weather. Right? When you find that you're at the job and people tend to kind of avoid conversation with you, I mean real conversation. You know, not that over the coffee pot kind of, hey, how's your day thing, but avoid real topics, real conversation. It's probably because you might be a smart mouth or someone full of sarcasm, right? Or someone who has some sort of political debate on everything and that you can't just have a regular conversation. People don't like to always talk to people like that, right? Because you tend to overreact when a comment is made, when a suggestion is made, when you're trying to communicate thoughts, feelings, or emotions, or ideas, or opinions. You overreact. Don't do it. Don't do it. If you would really, truly want someone regardless of what you're talking about, 
want them to honestly, wholeheartedly listen, then you should do the same. Question, how can we overcome this communication roadblock? What are some of the things um, that have helped you say, uh, you know, I'm going to try not to overreact and listen to what you're saying and take it into consideration? Right? The other point was, we're not always clear about saying no. We're not always clear about saying no, and we get mad at people when they don't get it. Right? Or you leave room for suggestion or... And I'm not talking about illegal things. Right? No is no. But it's got to be clear. This is often the case when we feel pulled in two directions. We want to say no, and we also want to say yes. That's peer pressure. Sometimes we say yes when we really want to say no, and then we feel angry and resentful about it. Right? If you're your wife should feel okay to say no about going anywhere, right? Don't guilt her. And the other way around, too, don't guilt him into doing something they really don't want to do, right? People do that all the time. And I'm really way off topic right now, but I hate when people use their kids to barter with, especially the ones that don't get the no, the crazy ex boyfriend or girlfriend that don't get the no, don't understand no, we're broke up, I'll just talk to you about the kids, right, and they keep calling, hey, you want to go out to dinner, no, well, then um, I'm not going to bring the kids over tomorrow, don't do that, the kids have nothing to do with it, leave them out of it, and if that's you, If the ex says no, they don't want to because we broke up, then it's no. Those should be clear no's, right? Over time, we say yes, and we want to say no, then cancel at the last minute. Some people do that, trying to get wrapped up in that. Sometimes we let ourselves be pressured into saying yes because we want to be liked or not seen, uh, seen by others to be a square or, you know, whatever, nerdy. Not being clear about saying no is a communication roadblock because it creates confusion. It can really be a roadblock when it causes us to feel angry and resentful either at ourselves or towards others. And that is confusing. If you say no and then go and you're in a piss poor mood while you're there, right, and they start getting the hint once you're there, you didn't really want to come, did you? We shouldn't have said yes. Say no. Right? Questions for you. How can we overcome this roadblock, communication roadblock? What are some of the things you uh, that have helped you say no clearly? What do you have um, the hardest time saying no to? Keep in mind that you have the right to say no. Develop a style of turning people down with which you feel comfortable, ask for time to think when you need it, right? Ask for that time. Not everybody has to have a yes, right? And don't feel pressured. 
But those are a handful of pretty serious communication roadblocks. And we'll get into them more, right? Um, just take it into consideration that um, sometimes it's not easy talking to people whom you think should know how you feel, should know what you're thinking, don't know how to take no for an answer, right? Makes it difficult. So anyway, until next time, I appreciate your time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. And if you're new here, glad you're here. I hope you come back. And until next time, be blessed, everybody.